Today's episode of Down with Joe DeRosa is brought to you by Matt Bronger. Uh, hey, this is Matt Bronger. Uh, sitting here with my uh, good friend Joe. Check me out at mattbronger.com for upcoming dates and uh, kisses on the mouth. Welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa, a topic, a guest, an hour, one of each. Today, we talk mythology. This is, without question, one of the broadest topics we've covered on the show so far because mythology, the discussion in general, can cover great works of literature, cinema, comic books, fictionalized history, and religion. Whether it's how Anakin became Darth Vader or what the ring did to Gollum or how God made the supernatural natural, all that and much, much more falls under the umbrella of mythology. To prep for this, I read some of the work of the great American mythologist Joseph Campbell, and I think I understood it. Smart guy. Uh, anyway, Campbell once wrote, the first and most distinctive function of mythology is that of eliciting and supporting a sense of awe before the mystery of a being. So I guess we use myths to create and sustain wonder about the creatures we don't understand, which is why so many cultures have used myths and claimed them to be fact to teach their own history. Basically, some civilizations don't understand where the fuck they or something else came from, but they're respectful of the fact that they and that thing exist, so they made some shit up about how it got there. And you might scoff at the absurdity of this practice, but doesn't sound too far off from planner's theory. That's the scientific belief that aliens put us here. And I uh, clarify scientific belief, not Scientology. And uh, Planner's theory isn't too far from creationism, is it? Campbell stated that another function of mythology is to support the current social order to integrate the individual organically with his group. Well, that explains all those groups of guys I see playing Magic the Gathering inside comic book stores after they close. And finally, Campbell wrote, the final function of mythology is to initiate the individual into the order of realities of his own psyche, guiding him toward his own spiritual enrichment and realization. I think I understood that. And I think what it means is how and why most people utilize stories from whichever religious books they believe in and read from. It also makes me think of the guy that loves Spider-Man and then begins living by the motto, with great power comes great responsibility. So whether it's the strength you derive from thinking of God parting the seas or the inspiration you feel from Superman coming to Earth to protect the human race, I think it's all the same. And more importantly, it's all good. Mythology, it's a good thing, even if it is a little misleading. Can't wait to hear what my guest thinks about this. We finally got him on this thing. He's a stellar stand-up comic, and if you want proof, go listen to his album Soak Up the Night or watch his special Shovel Fighter and if that's not enough, he's got a new one-hour special coming your way later this year. He's also been featured in every type of comedy show there is on television. Trust me, he's got 43 acting credits. He did sketch as a Mad TV regular. He's paneled on Chelsea lately and at midnight, just to name a few. And he's been in all kinds of scripted hilarity from Marin to the Michael J. Fox show to the middle to happy endings to every other TV show. You can listen to his podcast, Ding Donger with Matt Bronger, on the Nerdist Network. Matt Bronger. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. That's a, that's a mouthful. You had a lot of stuff to say about it. <laughs> it's so much. Everybody, everybody always kind of says the intro is, is dense. Or, well, you do your, you're, you're obviously a person who does their research, which is interesting. You know, I, I've done a lot of podcasts, and I, I one of these ones I did that uh, was actually – it was it was it was terrible because it but it it gave me a, a huge laugh the next week when this guy asked me to promote it because <laughs> I mean it was, it was it was like you know he's like a kid he didn't but it was like literally like it was just like so how um when did you like he, he's making up the questions as he goes so right. it's like you know he was just, just a kid but uh and he and then he was like email my manager like why hasn't he tweeted about it it's like because it wasn't good <laughs> but like. Yeah, you uh, you you did your research. That was it's interesting. You know, oh, well, I, I feel like most podcasts they don't. You know, we I, it's we somewhere in between that kid and you. <laughs> <laughs> we try to. Uh, 
I like you know I I I know the limitations of my own intelligence. I'm not <laughs> the smartest guy. Um, I'm I'm also not stupid. You know, so no. it's like I try to just kind of live in that that balance. Like right. when it comes to this podcast, like I knew I wanted to do a podcast where we talked about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew I wanted that stuff to be specific. I knew I wanted it to be topic based. Yeah. Uh, and where we could really get into a discussion about a topic. But I also was like, I never want to be the guy that's like you know, pretending like he knew all this stuff already. Of course. You know, which is why I'll say stuff in the intro like, I read this to prepare for this, or I looked right. up on Wikipedia and this is what that said, or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I never want to come off like I'm trying to sell it as, hey, I just know this stuff. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't. Those Joseph Campbell See, quotes were really... Yeah. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> Those he's took a, me a few reads. He is, he is like the guy when it comes to mythology. Yeah, so he is. That's, just, that's perfect that you went to him. I know... Uh, I know um, uh, Dan Harmon is a big, huge, is a giant uh, Campbell fan. Yeah, in terms of like how his how his writing process. I know him. Starts. I know about him from um, from George Lucas. Yeah, we're dear, dear friends. Yes, <laughs> and George will call me up to talk to me about Joseph Campbell mm-hmm. from time to time. Yeah, not Star Wars George Lucas, just a, a guy. American Graffiti George Lucas. Oh no, no, no. Okay. he's not. This guy. guy's not in film. Uh, okay, no, this guy <laughs> works in tiling. Just tiling. He did my bathroom. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, it's, it's beautiful. You did a great job. Uh, yeah. No, but, like, I'm such a Star Wars freak, and, and mm. I would always see George Lucas in interviews say, like, you know, Joseph Campbell, Joseph Campbell, Joseph right. Campbell. So uh, I, I knew that he was, like, the guy. And I, I, I've never really read, like, a full book or anything, and I really should. Mm. I, it's funny. I have Star Wars books about mythology, the mythology of Star Wars, and, and how, that, how the mythology of those films applies to greater mythology. Right. Well, they use this device, and this is a staple character, and yes. this, that sort of thing. Uh, and those books can constantly reference Joseph Campbell, yet sure. I've never just read a Joseph Campbell book to go, this is what they're talking about. Just read the source material. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like how, uh, you know, to me, Star Wars is great because it is mythology. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, I always use the, uh, the definition of... Um, you know, we we can't look at life like it's Star Wars because it's not. Right. Like, we want it to be. Right. We want there to be somebody who's like that guy is the worst. Let's bomb the shit out of him. Let's right. kill that guy. Right. And everything's then everything's happy. Right. You know, it's like the uh, the uh, the end of that the, that last Rambo that came out. See that? <laughs> just just a machine gun beat off. <laughs> That's all it was. Like just murdering all these guys. Like, all it was was like you get him, Rambo. Like all it is is you're like, oh, I hate, these guys are rapists. They're, right. they're an army of horrible men. Let's shoot them all. Yeah. So then you're like, ah, that was good. They're yeah. all dead. Yeah. But, you know, and yeah. but and that's why Star Wars is, is awesome because you have this, you know, the rebel forces against this massive empire that's built on evil and stuff. Right. You know, uh, so that's why it, that's why it, it does work because it is mythology. But well, here's here's the thing though with the Rambo movie. Okay. It, and I think it's even more applicable to what you're saying. Right. Is it is. It is the very proof of your concept of all this, of saying Star Wars can't be reality. Right. Because at the beginning of that movie, he says to those, like, ah, yeah, you know, right. uh, 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 what's Ide- that called? Idealistic guys. Yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes, you ain't changing shit over there. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yes, we are. <laughs> Rambo ain't having it. And then he goes in, and he's like, see? I told, I told you. <laughs> I killed. Look around you. <laughs> Nothing but exploded brains. <laughs> See what you made Stupid me do? Stupid kids. Yeah. yeah. And then these guys' friends will just take over when we leave. Yep. Let's just get the fuck out like, of here. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. But um, I love that concept of of we can't apply Star Wars to real life because I always want to. Oh, oh, it, it of course. Always. Of course. It'd be so much. I mean, that's what a lot, a lot of our political leaders, you know, I would I would say... Uh, you know the 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 far right more mm-hmm. than the left. You know are just right. like oh yeah no it's it's kill them all like God sort them out and like right. you know like there's yeah. this guy is anytime there's some dictator or whatever it's just like they make it he's he's a Hitler he's definitely a Hitler look where it's like yeah we had you know Hitler was the closest thing we'll have to a Darth Vader yeah you know what I mean Stalin sure but like Hitler Hitler's agenda was so sinister like wiping out an entire uh, uh, ethnicity an entire right. race of people. Right specifically that's why it's horrific our our uh uh decimation of like the native americans in the name of manifest destiny that was based more on 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 control and greed sure. which every major civilization has done you know i think anthony bourdain as he put it, he's like every great uh nation is uh is built on a mountain of skulls 
Yeah. Every one of them. It's true. You know, it's true. And so it, because Hitler had that specificity, it was it was genuine, genuinely like the face of evil. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, and that's the, that's the thing, too. Like, um, even with Hitler. OK, Hitler's a great example, because even with the destruction mm-hmm. of the Third Reich and taking Hitler down and all those things, we didn't end racism. Nope. We just killed an evil guy that was really a fan of racism. Yeah. You know, in the in the <laughs> most hardcore way. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's the thing with Star Wars that they can't get into. It's like, right. we're not saying that we've ended corruption, guys, because we blew up the Death Star. We don't have time to get into the, the little nooks and crevices of all this right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're, it's, just, it's a movie. So, right. you know, we're going to surface this thing. Well, and if you get into what the, like the, the, the Sith, you know, like the people that use the dark side of the Force, they're all about greed and power. That's their thing, you know? Right. And it's like, so that obviously is, is evil. So, you know, same thing. So, like... Donald Trump, evil. You know, like, yeah, like when you, but, if, if all you're about is consumption, is just is just making yourself powerful and ex, ex, uh, exerting your your tentacles of control right. where you can. I mean, that's well. That's, it was it was why it was the the arguments I would always have. It, this gray area was the argument mm-hmm. I would w- w- was what fueled the argument I would always have when Occupy Wall Street was happening because uh-huh. I would say, of course, I think Wall Street is disgusting and corrupt and right. horrible, but this isn't going to stop that machine. It's a fucking machine yeah. that's just rolling and rolling. Right. And there is no Death Star to blow up. Right. There's no Death Star to blow up. Like, it's just... The, the, well, and I, I, mean? I would say, you know, I, I thought the Occupy Wall Street thing, at, at least it, 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 it was something because it, like, we had to talk about something about it. I mean, it, what it comes down to is our government didn't act. They right. didn't prosecute these guys. Right. They, you just, they could have taken 10 of those guys and threw them all in jail. Right. And scared the crap out of these guys right. who were getting inside trading. The, fu- the funniest thing to me is how uh, uh, Snapchat, this is way off topic kind of, but like Snapchat has been used by insider traders. Right. Like they Snapchat just of, of their screen, like buy the stock. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. About to drop it. And and they're like, yeah, the perfect crime. And Snapchat's like, no, we have records of all. Of course, <laughs> it's like, of course, dummies. I know, I know. know. Yeah, like it's some magic device that uh, disintegrates. Just somehow. Gone, gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like something you'd find in a haunted gift shop. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you use it, it disappears. It's totally. Like- <laughs> totally. <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, I the other thing I would always say about Occupy, um, and I think it again goes back to the Star Wars thing, is I would say. The reason, and it's, I'm not picking on Occupy. We did a whole episode about Occupy with Ari Shafir and sure. the fact that Ari and I weren't strangling each other <laughs> by the end of it is a miracle. Uh, but um, the thing I would say about any current day movement, yeah. and the thing I always say is, it's not the 30s or the 40s. It's not the Teamsters or the formation of the Teamsters. Uh-huh. I go, you read about Hoffa yeah. and all that stuff. They literally would fist fight the cops in the street. Crazy. Like, it's insanity. And yeah. I go, America's not in a place anymore where we can do that. Mm. The second, because that's the kind of violence that needs to occur to, to really create change. Like, when people mm. go, oh, well, in other countries, there's change happening. It's like, yeah, in other countries, fucking revolts are happening. Right. Things are being overthrown yeah. and invaded. I go, the second it got anywhere near that here, there'd be soldiers on the street shooting people. Right. Well, we, you know we, I mean? can't, we can't have, like, armed dissent, but I, we can. It's more, it's more about making a statement than actual. Sure. And if, whether it affects change or not, is that's, that's the pie-in-the-sky golden hope. Sure. But it, at, at the very least, really what it comes down to is, hey, we're all here. You guys are being dicks. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. the, the, any, like, march on Washington or, you know, Million Man March or, or whatever. You Wouldn't know? you rather just meet in a coffee house just talk about Hell it? Hell yes. <laughs> I don't want to. I used to go to rallies when I was a kid with my parents, and I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> I remember being at a, a rally with my dad before our, our most recent Iraq invasion, and, uh, you know, we're all in this park in, in hippy-dippy downtown Portland, and, like, and I was like, they're still going to invade, aren't they, Dad? And my dad's like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. he's like, you know, it's going to happen. But it was like, it, it, it was unifying. It's kind of the, and it's, they, they are cutting us off at the knees and for what they're for, which is get on the news. Like the right. news doesn't cover it. That shows how, how like the media is, is, and we're getting a whole different topic here, but like the media is just like bought and paid for that they'll, if there's someone like, hey, I'm for the war in Iraq, it'll be like two people. Right. Two sure. people with a sign and they get coverage. Right. But these massive, massive rallies right. against the war. Nope. 
Right. You well, know. Here's what's interesting. Um, <clears throat> as we talk, excuse me, as we talk about this mythology thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're both big fans of it. Yes. Uh, I, but I love how we have very. You came in with the theory of we can't look at life like Star Wars, right? Yet, you still think, "Hey, man, that's good. These movements are good because they inspire discussion." Right. Whereas I'm thinking, "Yeah, no, I agree. We can't look at life like Star Wars, so I'm not going to do that fucking movement thing." Right. It's a very, <laughs> yeah. it's a very split perspective. Yeah. It's very interesting. But I think, I think you can't. Uh, we can look at life as Star Wars in certain ways, but shouldn't in other ways. My my overreaching thing with that is. Not to go, we're all the good guys, and they're all the bad guys. There, there's, there's gray areas in life. Sure. You know, and there really aren't a lot in, in Star Wars. But there are things to take from Star Wars, you know, that, that you take from mythology, you know, like, you know, work hard, train, you know, uh, have ideals, live by a code, you know, right. defend the weak, you know, stuff like that. Right. That's, Make that's, out that's with your sister if you didn't know any better. <laughs> Why not, man? We're in outer space, man. <laughs> Who's going to talk about it? The Ewoks. What? I didn't know. I don't know what the hell they're saying. <laughs> So what's your favorite, uh, or or the, what's the mythological thing that you take the most inspiration from? Is it is it the start? Let's start with the story, okay. and then the elements of. Is it Star Wars? Is it something else? You know, when I was a kid, I saw Clash of the Titans. Yeah, and from there, I just fell in love with Greek mythology. I knew everything about it. I had this big book of Greek mythology. So when they started talking about Greek mythology in school, I was like a genius. Right. People were like, how the hell do you know all this? You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, well, no, Zeus. Uh, Zeus is his, is, his, is his dad, but right. he was always running around sleeping with women everywhere. Right. So Zeus has a bunch of kids. Right. There's a bunch of half-gods running around, right. you know, and stuff, stuff like that. But it's also those gods, like, and same with, like, Norse mythology, it's a very chaotic system, very flawed. Right. You know, it's not like the Christian god who is omnipotent and uh, benevolent. Right. You know, it, well, at least, well, more New Testament is. Right. But, like... You know, Zeus is just going around fucking people. Right. Doesn't care. Throws well, even, lightning bolts. You know. And, even with the Christian God, when he was wrathful, you knew why he was wrathful. Correct. It yes. was very black and white. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. He didn't, you know, like, I mean, what? Prometheus came down and, and gave us fire, so they chained to a rock, and he gets his liver eaten every day forever. Like, it's pretty messed up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like he came down to Earth and was like, like, hey, I'm setting all these people on fire. This is awesome. You know <laughs> He did it to help, but the yeah. gods were so prideful. They're like, they can't have fire. Right. It's just ours. Right, yeah. You know, but in that society where, you know, you die at 30 of old age and like, you know, like there's nothing, you don't, I, I would imagine there wasn't a lot of sympathy in the world. Uh -huh. You didn't have that worldview. Right. Like, right. yeah, the gods obviously hate us. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally, totally. Yeah. It is very interesting. Like the, in, in, in all that, in all that specific mythology, the, um, the different take on God, like yeah. it was, it was almost like, "Hey, man, fuck off." I used to have a bit in my act about how God kind of acts like he's his whole attitude is "fuck you, yeah, do whatever totally. I want." I'm God, yeah. And I and the joke was about how like only God could uh, could uh, get his own daughter pregnant, you know, in the Catholic faith. It's Mary's his yeah. daughter theoretically because yes. we're all we're all children of God, correct. Um, and with his son, mm -hmm. and uh, and you know, and then I would do this thing with where the neighbor goes over and he's like, "Hey, I'm God. This is my daughter Mary. This is our son Jesus." And it was like, "I'm going to call the police." No, you're not. I'm God. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like totally. his whole attitude is just like, "Hey, bite me." Right, right. But um, but it's it's much more masked, obviously, in the Catholic faith and everything. Mm -hmm. Whereas you get into that Greek stuff and everything, it's like, it's totally like, "Hey, man, I'm like your absentee dad." Don't question me. Yeah. I could do whatever I want. I'm drinking a six-pack. I'm going to finger-bang this chick I met in the bar right in front of you. And if you say shit, I will eat your liver out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like it. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're my half-kid yeah. or not. My brother runs hell. Right. So you might want to be nice to me. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> He's got a three-headed dog. Pretty crazy down there. Okay. Yeah. It's much more of like a mob family scenario. Oh, my God. It's so mob. <laughs> They're so mobbed up. And if, well, the funny thing about Greek mythology, though, is, is Zeus's wife, Hera, has a, a crazy temper. And she's always trying to catch him fucking around on her. And so yeah. he's, he's always sneaking around. So it's like, he's God, but he's still, like, his wife will still smack the shit out of him. Like, he's afraid of his wife. I love how, like, that whole, like, that whole, like, male core, the core of the male is always portrayed the same way in any mythological story. No right. What. One of my favorite scenes in any of the Star Wars movies 
is in Revenge of the Sith when uh, Padme tells Anakin she's pregnant, and she they're like hugging. He's they're they're having this secret romance. Yeah, this is a love meant to be, and da da da. Uh-huh. And she goes, "Guess what? I'm pregnant." And he literally goes, "Yeah, that's great. That's great." <laughs> like, <you> know, like, <laughs> yeah, even Darth Vader is like, "You gotta be fucking really." Me. <laughs> I'm so young. Yeah, oh, not man. mine. Don't you say they that's my baby. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Chased Padma. <laughs> Never even kissed another boy. He just throws it right under the bus. Yeah, Space Mori Povich comes out, does the DNA t- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's but anyway. Uh uh so you're you're a big it's it was Clash of the Titans for you. You saw that that turned you on to For some reason. I I, Greek I, thing. I really like I really got into this whole world. My mother it, both my parents are educators and my mother's an English uh teacher. And uh so she was like, Oh, here, like any anything I feel like that's that's the key uh, for to getting your kid to read or uh, to to love to read is find some, whatever he or she's into and be like, oh, I got you a book about it. Right? Or like, oh, you know what I mean? And that gets because right. it's my and it's interesting. I never do this parallel, but my mom works in what's called whole language uh, education, which is teaching kids uh, as they develop literacy to not only know how to read but to learn to love to read right so they'll read books their whole lives right because it's like you know when you, you just go by phonics that's a stop sign okay this you know it's stuff you need but then people just go oh but i don't need books especially in this modern era where people like listen to books and go oh, i read that it's like no you didn't yeah you listen I, to it i'll tell you, you this, is, this is embarrassing to admit i just in with within the 36th year of my life started to read and yeah. started to get into it it's never because, too late that lesson was never taught to me. Mm-hmm. So I'd get these books, and, and I just, I remember once or twice, you know, I read, I've read parts. I've got a bookshelf full of shit in there. I've read parts of all of those books. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you stories from the books. Right. But I was just never a front-to-back guy. And then I finally realized this year, what do I like to read? Well, I like to read sci-fi stuff, and I like to read, excuse me, horror stuff. Mm. I like horror stuff late at night before bed. It, I enjoy it. Wow. And I also like to read short stuff. I like to read short stories. Mm-hmm. That's what I enjoy. And all of a sudden, I'm like tearing through short story books. Cool. Like, this is amazing. I'm yeah. discovering authors that I really enjoy and all this stuff. But, I mean, dude, it took 36 years yeah. to get to a point where I could find something I wanted to read because nobody ever said that to me. Nobody ever said, I wish somebody would have been like, you love Star Wars. Read this. Right. I've read Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. I read the whole Darth Vader autobiography i don't know what you call it <laughs> autobiography he's real <laughs> it it does work like a biography yeah yeah totally. one book uh, auto is the wrong term but yeah. yeah i have a darth vader book where they talk about uh how it's like takes place right after revenge of the sith and mm. it's about him coming to terms with all of it wow and it talks about what it's like to live in the suit oof pretty fucking creepy and cool That's so wow it's yeah. crazy yeah it's awesome yeah. it's awesome but I, yeah i'll still buy sometimes like a like a, a short story horror compilation that's i used to get those all the time when i was a kid they're a lot really of like fun. scary books and stuff and uh, they're a lot of fun mm-hmm. so now what was it in particular with the with the greek thing that really turned you on your parents are educators they got you into reading yeah, into and then, reading and then i just i just devoured anything to do with greek mythology norse mythology um i'm trying to think if there's another one that i really liked but just it, because it they're superheroes. You know what I mean? When yeah. you're a kid, I feel like, you know, especially young boys, like, love superheroes. Right. Because it's, it's badassery. Right. You know? Sure. But they're also incredibly flawed. You know, like, uh, you know, Thor with his hammer. He's great, but he has a massive anger problem. He's right. a huge ego. And, like, you know, he's constantly getting tricked by his brother, Loki, who is, is just this mischievous guy. That right. He's all into pranks and likes messing with people and, like, kind of a de- the devilish kind of guy mm-hmm. but more about just not caring right like i don't give a shit i'm gonna right. i'm gonna mess with these people yeah they they, they they are like the most interesting superheroes mm-hmm. it's like a bunch of batmans running around right yeah you know well, well and, it's, and they have powers yeah you know like superheroes have right. um uh there's a there's a great book uh called um uh soon i will be invincible uh-huh. it's from the perspective of a basically like a Lex Luthor guy. Right. And then a woman who's like an android. She's like, she's got a bionic arm and stuff like that. Right. And she's just joined what is basically the super friends. Uh-huh. And there's like a Batman type guy and stuff. But it's all, it's really matter of fact. Okay. It's great. And there's a line in that where the, 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 the Lex Luthor guy who, 
frankly, he's like the smartest man who's ever lived. And you're, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, this guy should run the world. Right. If yeah. you were smarter than everyone, right. you're like, fuck you people. Right. You're mayor and you're president. <laughs> I should run everything. Right. Are you stupid? You're obviously stupid. You know? That's why I love, I love mad scientists because they're so mad because they're like, I'm smarter than, oh, my. You're all ants to me. You're so stupid. You mice. You know? And so it's like, kind of like, yeah, who else should but the right. smartest person? Right. Uh, but he had this great line where I think they catch him in a Starbucks, like all the superheroes. Mm. And they just start wrecking shit. And he's like, the thing to know, the thing you, you have to know about fighting superheroes is it's like a series of car crashes. Right. That's what it feels like. Like, have you ever been in a car crash? That feeling of, oh my God, like you're so scared and it's so loud. Right. He's like, again and again. Like, if the Hulk came through the wall right now, we would piss our pants. Right. He's so scary. I love that. You know what I mean? I love that. It's that realism. Right. When you're, when, if you really put yourself into it, because it's like, you know, you watch some superhero movies and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're superheroes. As a as a topic, are kind of it's kind of a dumb idea, right? The, 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 to give you perspective, oh, who's who would Batman take on in our modern world? The Crips, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like we have we have we have cliques, we have gangs, we have organizations. We don't really have even the mafia doesn't really think of themselves as being evil. It's hard. You know? It's hard to, so, to figure out. I just yeah. I just I've been developing a comic book comic book idea that I want to. Hopefully, sell. Oh, cool! And one of the hardest parts was figuring out well, who is who are they fighting? Who are they fighting? Who are they fighting? And you have to, in comic books, create a nemesis right. that's as worthy as the hero. Yep. It can't stop at the hero because I, I literally thought the exact thing you just said, which was, who, who are they going to fight? Like guys stealing people's purses, right? He's got, he's, like, he's got even in like the new Spider-Man movies, like it's that same dude in like a black sweater and a black knit cap, just trying to. You know, rob a bank in broad daylight with a machine gun. It's like, that doesn't happen. I know. In yeah. New York? I know. How would you get away? I know. Like, I know. It's just well, insane. Wait, this is, but this is probably why uh, we action films were born. Right. Because somebody said, okay, well, who's going to fight the real criminals? Yes. But, it's, but not a cop, like a super cop. Right. There's a movie called Super Cop. It stars Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay, what if we got Bruce Willis, and he was like kind of a flawed hero? Yeah, totally. he's a little dark. He's this and that, and for some reason, he's able to scale buildings and yeah. crash through windows we'll with bleeding feet and take down terrorists in a building. They made him into a superhero, right? The the reason why Die Hard's amazing is because he's just a random schmuck and just has this this he gets trapped in this building and has to do the right thing. He doesn't want to. He's barefoot. It's horrible for him. Yeah. So he's basically. Just he become like it, you know to be a to be a hero is to become better than what you are, and so he does that. And then the re in the subsequent movies, he's a superhero, right? You know, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, like shoots a car into a helicopter. You know, like that's and that's, like uh, live free or live die free hard. or die hard. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. He does like, shoot a car I, into a helicopter. I'm not the first person who's made that point that, that he, he he's now a superhero. But, um, but it's like you know. But that first, I, I love the Die Hard movies. Mm -hmm. I thought the last one was atrocious. Oh, so bad. But it was the only one I didn't like because it was so obvious to me, this wasn't a Die Hard script. No. They, like, took another script and made yeah. it into Die Hard. Yeah. It had none of the elements of Die Hard. Mm -hmm. it, was, it had none of the feeling of Die Hard. It was far too linear for Die Hard. Yeah. It had none of the tension. It was just a very just point A to point B story. Yeah. It, it God, I was so pissed was off. So bad. And disappointed. The way they worked the catchphrase in didn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. It yeah. fucking sucked, man. Yeah, so bad. Well, um, but, oh, oh, I was going to say this about Die Hard was um, uh, they, uh, oh, I remember when, when the movie came out. This is how much for you kids out there mm. that only grew up knowing Bruce Willis as an action star. Some of us older people remember him from the show Moonlighting yep. with Sybil Shepherd, which was a rom-com. Yep. Um, and uh, doing Seagram's Golden Wine Coolers yeah, commercials. Yeah. I remember when Die Hard came out, we were, at, we were eating dinner at my Nana's, and my cousin was there with her boyfriend, and she goes, oh, we saw Die Hard. And I was, we were all like, oh, was it good? And she's like, oh, my God. I went into that theater thinking, Bruce Willis, action star, please. It was amazing. Yeah. And we were all like that. We were all scratching our yeah. heads like, fucking Bruce Whit, what? Do you know and what it's like? It, and that's, yeah. what it was, that's what it was so awesome about. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. You know? 
I, I remember seeing the billboard and laughing as a kid. Right. I remember being like, him? <laughs> like, like for, 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 for younger <laughs> listeners now, it would be like, it'd be like Die Hard starring Joel McHale. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Something yes. like that. And even he looks more alpha male-ish than Bruce Willis did. That's a perfect example. You know? Bruce Willis was the smartass. Yeah. He was like the Bill Murray of that show. He was the guy who would break out into song for no reason. Yeah. He did episode of Moonlighting, he did a song with the Temptations at the beginning, and like some wacky kind of thing. Yeah. He was always like singing some blues number, snapping his fingers. Yeah, like, he was always trying to bang Sybil Shepherd, yep. but she was like, you're a fucking player. Get yeah. out of here. And he'd be like, oh, come on, baby. And they yeah. finally like fucked in the rain. And that, I remember that episode was like, it's like the finale of MASH. Like, everyone was talking about it. And Jesus. Yeah. But so I think that's where uh, I think that's where all that stuff came from was, mm -hmm. as you're saying, like, well, how do we take how do we get a hero that can fight the regular criminals? Right. Regular hero that can fight the regular criminals. Um, but what was it before we get way too far away from it? Sure. What what now, aside from these characters being flawed or not aside from it, why was that the thing that you loved as a kid? That's pretty deep shit as a kid to well, go. Flawed characters, flawed heroes, more importantly. Yeah. With these superpowers, and I'm attracted to that. I like that. Why? Well, it's more the darkness of being a flawed character. Uh, and and uh, the stuff, like you read that mythology, it's, it's like, yeah, here's what it is. Kids love dark shit. Kids right. love messed up stuff. Because they're they're kept away from it, right? And in mythology, I had, you know, like the guy getting his liver eaten out of his body, or like Hercules's, uh, 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 his, I always want to say chores, his, uh, he had twelve duties, or you know, he had to he had to do this horrible stuff, like he had to clean out these stables that were like I had these giant elephantine horses in them. He had to clean up crap, right, for like a month or something crazy, and then he had to go kill all these crazy. You know, beasts. They made right. him do all this stuff. I think because he accidentally killed somebody or something, which like wasn't even his fault. He was like the strongest man alive. Like, whoops. He like Lenny from Of Mice and Men right. and somebody, you know. Pet somebody yeah. to death. Like I heard a, a lady, we gotta run. So right. yeah, it was just it wasn't so much that they were flawed, it was just because it was like, you know, really dark stuff. Kind of like uh Grimm's fairy tales are the right. darkest thing you'll ever read. Yeah. Kids getting eaten by wolves and stuff. Yeah. And they're they, they, those stories will never die. Yeah, because kids love them. And it's funny. I, I had such an affinity for that stuff as a kid, and I still do. If they made a new TV show right now where they were like, "We're going to do all the Grimm's fairy tales," I would watch it. <laughs> I, I'd be a fanatic with it. I, I, I would love it because it's just the basic things yeah. that appeal to me. You know, there is that show called Grimm, right? It's based on the fairy tales. Yeah, but I don't want to see a goddamn. You know, yeah. it's a police force, but they're all fucking secretly Red Riding Hood or whatever the fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's a stretch. I mean, I want it like I want to see like we're gonna do your the stories. Yeah, it's this episode is Little Red Riding Hood. Mm -hmm. This episode is Billy Goat's Gruff. Sure, but that's what I want to see. Well, then in the end, and it's you know as I I can see into your uh your office from here, I see you have framed tales of the tales from the crypt. Yeah, uh, comics which I I grew up loving. And I feel like that's, so it's much. the same thing. And the thing about and we were talking about Twilight Zone earlier. Yeah. The thing about tales from the crypt. Thing about Twilight Zone. Thing about mythology. Which, in in its own way, you know, many many uh, is is like that culture's religion. Sure, you know, sure. like they believed that that oh, thunder and lightning, Thor's mad. Yeah, you know? I know uh, well, that I mean, kind of stuff. And, and by the way, we're not. I feel like but with, with with Tales from the Crypt, all like all this stuff, it's all morality tales. Right. There's always a guy in the Tales from the Crypt that's like, you know, trying to get rich or whatever, or trying to murder someone for that, it's, and he gets his comeuppance. Same with Twilight Zone. Twist of fate. And it's it, it twist of fate, and or messed up things happening to people just just cause that that one where that after the the uh, uh, Twilight Zone after the um, a nuclear holocaust he he finally has all this time to read and he breaks his glasses. It's, you know, that's like, still that's still a morality tale though. Uh huh. I've watched I watched that oh. one very recently because my friend Pat had never seen Twilight Zone, so I was like, well, whoa, well here's we're gonna watch it and here's where we start. So we watched that one. Still a morality tale because you realize in the end, he should have had he should have spent more time with people. Yeah, it, it, it's very it's very much portrayed one sided in the beginning. Why is everybody so mean to him because he loves to read? But there are little hints of like yeah, but he's like kind of a fuck up. Yeah, he's like reading at his job and stuff, and 
Well, and he doesn't, he, he doesn't, he expects people to come to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been very guilty of that uh, uh, where I haven't, you know, I've had friends who I've known for years who are like, you never talk about what you're going through. You never share. And I'm always like, oh, I feel like I'm bothering you. Like, I'm your friend, dummy. You know, right. like, so I'm not as bad as that guy. But I think, you know what I'm saying? But, I, but it is it is kind of, not to call something a sin, but it is, you know, it's bad to not share yourself. Right, right. bad, well, you know. I want to talk real quick about the thing you said about when, you know, the, the these ancient cultures that believe, like, the God's mad because there's lightning. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ, I grew up being told when I heard thunder that that was God bowling. <laughs> like, for real? Uh, well, it was just what my parents would say, uh-huh. but I believed it. That's funny. Until I got old enough that my friend Scott, I remember, was like, what are you, an idiot? You think that's God bowling? Yeah. And I was like, uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, well, wait, wait, why couldn't he bowl? It's yeah. God. He could bowl. Do he wants. I mean, it's not that far off. Sure. We're not that far out of the woods on it. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of a, a, a comforting, homey thing to tell a kid, though. You know, it's like, oh, I shouldn't be afraid. It's bowling. It is. Because, you know, you take a kid to a bowl and... Uh, Allie, they're like, yeah, like, what is that noise? But there, there's the there's the Joseph Campbell thing where mythology serves creating awe of a thing that we need to define, of a, right, be, right. Of a presence that we are in awe of, uh-huh. and sustaining that awe. Yeah. That's awe. I don't understand God. I don't quite understand how thunder works either. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's God bowling. Mm-hmm. There's a nice story. Boom. Yeah. Done. Next thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I... uh. I find it really interesting that your your attraction to these characters at, at a young age was was the the darkness that they were so flawed because I had the very same thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's Tales from the Crypt. I'm glad you brought it up. Every single story is about a guy who's driven by greed. It's come up. It's every sem- yeah. every story is a come up. It's yeah. every single one. Um, and I love that. And I used to say that as a kid when people go, "Why do you love it so much?" I go. I just like it because, you know, it's not a good guy just getting killed. It's like a guy that's got it coming to him a right. little bit, you know? And you you still are, you're freaked out because you, in a lot of ways, you identify with him. Yeah. You're like, yeah, man, kill that old guy. Take his stuff. Yeah. That old guy's awful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I'd be pissed if I was an actor that never got work either. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You should, yeah, yeah do what yeah. you got to do, Why man. Why can't he kill that cat? That cat's <laughs> awful. <laughs> indestructible cat tales from the dark side it is the cat from hell yeah written by stephen king Mm -hmm. but again in a weird on surface somebody would watch that and go well it's about an evil cat and that's it like no it's not it's about a tyrant what's the word tyrant tyrannical tyrannical Mm -hmm. about a tyrannical uh pharmaceutical mogul yeah who has no respect for other human beings Mm -hmm. doesn't give a shit now he's got this cat to deal with. Once the cat killed, hires this hitman played by Dexter Poindexter. Yeah. Um, and uh, Buster Poindexter. Or Buster Poindexter. Yeah. I was like, Dexter Poindexter? How did I never notice that before? <laughs> uh, who's the... Who, Buster Poindexter, the lead singer of the New York Dolls. Yep. David Johansson. Um, uh, hires this guy. And then that guy, who's there just to seemingly kill a cat. Right. No, he's a fucking hitman, and yeah. he's an arrogant hitman. Yeah. He's like, eh, this will be no problem. I'll snap its little neck. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it, and they all get theirs in the end. They yeah. all get theirs in the end. Completely. It's such an awesome story. That Tales from the Dark Side is very, very similar because Tales from the Dark Side, the TV show, was based on the movie Creep Show. Yes. Uh, it was supposed to be Creep Show, the TV show, and they couldn't get the rights, so they called it Tales from the Dark Side, George A. Romero. Wow. Um, but Creep Show was an homage to Tales from the Crypt. Yep. So everything in Creep Show and everything on Tales from the Dark Side was the same thing. It was like some fucking ratty guy. Yeah. Fucking with the wrong people. Yeah. And then even when he gets over in that last three seconds, it was mm-hmm. like, no, nope, here it's come. Here it comes, and it's coming straight up your ass. Yeah. You're gonna get it. And <laughs> get it bad. It, it, it ain't gonna go well for you. No. And and you know, every every episode. Or my favorite episodes of X Files are always monster episodes. Right. Always. The conspiracy arcs interesting. Right. I want to know what happens. I want to know what the, the smoking man's doing and what all that stuff. But the standalone episodes where like that dude that can hide in the walls, or that guy, you know, like uh the 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 vet who can make himself invisible right. and kills people. Right. Like anytime uh 
you know, Mulder would be like, no, but this is a legend. This is a, supposedly, this is where they had the Fountain of Youth. Right. And that's where these people are. Oh, shit. And then, you know, that brings it, that that's a myth. That's so that's, cool. You know what I mean? I love stuff like that when it's, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, Grimm is a ham-fisted example of taking stuff and putting it in the now. Right. But, you know, those things of like, oh, God, what the hell? Uh that there's a great book by Neil Gaiman. Uh, listeners are probably screaming at me. I'm forgetting the name of the book. I'll look Sandman? it up. Uh, no, it's a it's a novel he wrote, and it's all it's all the myths of Norse mythology and Native American and African cultural mythology, and they all know each other, and they're kind wow. of dying, and like, but they're like Thor is like living in like um in like uh what's that area uh. In like little Odessa, right? You know, with his family, they're like yelling at each other and stuff, and like, but they that because so why people, are they living like normal people? Because people don't believe in them. People anymore? don't believe in them, and so they're their powers losing. are going away. Oh, that sounds awesome. It's really great. It's really matter of fact and great. That sounds awesome, man. I I I, I love that. I love that whole concept. I love. Uh, that's like you know, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen always blew me away, where yes. they not only took these characters from great American literature, but they added all these new. Re- though the 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 way they flawed up those guys was incredible. Yeah, the edge that they gave that like the Invisible Man, the, the, all the nuns oh my God. in the convent are getting pregnant. They think it's divine. Yeah, conception and it's he's just fucking he's women. Fucking these he's nuns. Just a rapist. Yeah, he's like, just an invisible rapist. Such a such such deep heavy character to develop uh, development in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen books. Check those out if you've never read them. Um, but I love 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 uh that we're connecting on this whole thing about you know the the flawed character Mm -hmm. uh and what's cure because look star wars was as much as i love all this other stuff star wars was my greek mythology sure thing i loved it more than anything it was my beatles Mm -hmm. you know i am beyond myself beyond beside myself excited about episode seven i i I, yeah everything jj abrams touches is amazing yeah yeah, it's always awesome. So, yeah. like, but the point I'm getting at is, and this is where we really connect on, on well, we've connected on a lot of this, but uh, I'm hmm. most most in awe of this part. Uh, the character I related most to was Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Like, the older I got, as obviously as a kid, I just wanted to be Luke or whatever. Sure. But, like, I loved Darth Vader as a kid. And then the older I got, the more I related to him. When I yeah. started to see, like, the backstory and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, I I get it. Yeah. I get it. Your life sucked. You know, everybody yeah. pushed you around as a kid. You were a slave. You mm-hmm. know, your fucking family's not around and nobody knows where you came from and all this shit. Because I'm adopted. Like, that resonated with me a lot. Oh, yeah. And then you're this outcast and and you can't have the life you want to have. And, and, and then, you know, I start to see the elements of, like, stand-up comedy in there. Like, oh, my you're God. You're kind of out there on your own. Yeah. All this stuff. And then, yeah, and then you just snap because you're so misunderstood and so pained yeah. that you, you just turn to the dark side and go, why not? They're all, everybody, they're all out to get me. Yeah, yeah. get those crazy eyes, uh-huh. you know? Totally. Uh, I find it to be an incredibly relatable character. I'm not condoning the uh, slaughtering of innocents. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and... Well, but, but, but how, does, how, how do we justify slaughtering innocents? Because uh, we have to. You know, yeah. it's like, no, 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 this has to happen. You got to clean house. Right. You got to kill all these kids. Yeah. No one is like, we, hooray, let's kill kids. Right. It, that, you know, I wasn't a big fan of those, you know, the, 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 the most recent uh, Star Wars. But I thought, okay, you know, like I can kind of see how he's getting corrupted. Like they, I thought they did an okay job with that. Right. But uh, I thought you were doing a bit when you said, how do we justify slaughtering innocents? No, no, I'm saying. I thought you were being like funny. Like, no, no. How I mean, can we justify the only, that? that? But it's, but it, you know, that goes to like you know, the core of, of, of mythology, which is, you know, a lot of ways religion. And if, so if, if God tells you to go kill these kids, you're going to go kill those kids, you know, right. but that's the only way. Right. And know? in that, and that's a great point. And in revenge of the Sith, there is a God to Anakin yeah. and the God is his master, right? The guy he calls master, the most powerful being in the universe. Yeah. Palpatine. He's the most powerful being in the universe, <laughs> yeah. it's the order of the Sith. There can only be two. 
Right. And once I'm more powerful than he is, I kill him. Right. And for the sake of this religion, my apprentice will then kill me. Right. And it'll keep going like that. Just like God ordered whoever his name was, David or whoever, to 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 slaughter his son. Abraham. Abraham, excuse me. Kill your son. Right. Why? For the good of the religion. Because well, I'm I told your you master to. and I'm telling don't, you to do don't, it. Don't question me, man. I kill you're gonna kill your kid. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so that that's uh that's mm-hmm. uh, but did you, did you ever read there's a there's a uh I just wanna say this before I forgot about it. There's a there's a great uh comic called Irredeemable that is basically like no. what if Superman lost his mind? So this guy in this in this comic he's not he's Superman, but they can't call him Superman. They call right. him the Plutonian, but he has the same origin, you know. What, he come from Pluto? Is that the is that what I Plutonian think? Yeah, they, they shot him over or something, and then he's but same thing. Raised on a in the on a farm with these powers, and at one point, you know, he's got his lowest lane. They work at a radio station. They don't work at the newspaper. Right. He goes, "Hey," takes his glasses off. I'm the Plutonian. She's like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, I love you. Let's get married." She's like, "You've been keeping from this from me all this time. I hate you. We're break. I dump you." She dumps him, right, and then goes. To the radio station and tells and and is like you know Jim's the Plutonian or whatever and he snaps and he's and and they show how he'll like saves an airplane lands it like by a stadium everyone he hears people going look at that faggot in his, in his little faggot shorts <laughs> you know everyone's shit talking him and he's like okay and he just waves and smiles after she dumps him he just goes fuck all of you and destroys like part of Korea causes an earthquake right goes to the UN and is like. Who will worship me the most? And they're all like, "We will," because he's just, and he just goes, to, he, he just, uh, goes after every other superhero, killing them all. And there's one guy who can open like uh, uh, portals, and so he's just hiding people. And uh, it is basically the tagline is, "What do you do with a god gone mad?" That's you know? great. It's great. Well, that's so, also why Watchmen is so cool. Who yes. watches the Watchmen? Right, right, right. The, um, you know, talk about a missed opportunity, by the way. Superman three. They do the thing where he goes bad. Right. And then all he does is like dickhead stuff. Yeah. He just does dickhead. He like sleeps with some chicks or something, right? He bangs a couple broads. He like he like goes to a bar yeah. and like throws a glass. Like he's yeah. just being a dad. Gets drunk or whatever. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. But one of my favorite movie moments in any superhero movie ever is when after he wrestles himself and becomes good again and opens the shirt and it has the emblem and it plays the Superman music. And then there's the montage of him fixing everything. Yeah. It's I'm getting chills talking about it. Uh, it makes me so happy yeah. to see him redeem himself. Sure. Um but I, I want to read that story. I love um <clears throat> excuse me. The the I think I think most people would agree uh that the most relatable characters, and it's why I always like DC better than Marvel, that the most relatable characters are the darker ones. Yeah. Are the dirtier ones. Mm-hmm. I don't I like Superman. I'm a fan, but I don't like reading Superman that no, much. He, he's he's never been that interesting to me. You know. You know. I, I think there are people that just adore Superman. I'm just like, well, you know. And I don't think it. It's not like you have a choice. You, you got to pick either X Men or Superman. You know. Right. But, you know. I was a, I was an X Men guy because you know it was based on the Civil Rights Movement. It was like, oh yeah, if people had powers, we lock them all up. Right. No way. We right. Never let them. You can, oh, you can shoot laser beams with your eyes? Yeah, go walk around. Go hang well, out. Well, and think about it. How much more would you rather read a Lex Luthor comic? Right. Because there's a guy going, who the fuck's this Superman guy? Yeah, yeah. And I'm smart, like you said before. I'm smarter than all these people. Exactly. And I can get this done. Yeah. How the fuck do they like him? They should like me. Why don't they like me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boom. That's so, that's it. Yeah. That's life. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, uh, the older you got, like, did you take any deeper things away from the greek mythology business you know or was it always just kind of that stuff you got from it as a kid and then you just continue to enjoy those elements where they're yeah i'd say continue to enjoy those 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 elements and you kind of you look for i i would say you know once i discovered joseph campbell and i haven't read a lot of his stuff but i was like oh of course and it's just like you with star wars going like oh yeah so this is all the stuff that's where lucas got it right okay oh this is what that that and then i'd, I'd see elements you know from those myths in in modern literature in modern movies and stuff but i i think kind of it just coming down to it being superheroes but it, it it's not only that it's superheroes that are just morality tales or that it, it it's dark and stuff it's 
it's making it adjust to our world, the real world. You know, where I feel like, you know, Star Wars, though, doesn't really have a lot with to do with our world. It has themes that we deal with. Right. You know what I mean? And and I think it's kind of like, and like, I, I really like the Avengers. I actually watched the Avengers for like the fifth time or something on Netflix yeah, it's last great. night. But I, one thing I love about it is that everyone's so scared. And, I, you know, bring up the Hulk again. Everyone's so scared of the Hulk. Because he's like, like when he's when he's changing, everyone's like, "Oh no!" That's the oh, first time so... they did it right, right? Where yeah. people are genuinely terrified. You see Black Widow and she her legs tra- trapped. She's scared out of her mind. Yeah, and that's, like, that was such a great smash me. That was such a great moment because it's the first time she shows any fear. Right, right. And and I I feel like, uh, like in the in the Matrix, the, you know, the second and the third one, they sucked for a lot of reasons. But the main reason I felt like they sucked, I mean, they were unnecessary because at the end of, uh. You know, the first one, he beats that guy. He beats that dude that's always whipping his ass. Agent Smith. Agent Smith. Yeah. He beats him. And you're like, well, so it's over. Because before that, anytime those agents show up, they're like, run. Right. We cannot do anything against right. these guys. That's what I, I like stuff like that. Right. Where it's like, oh, this is genuine terror. Right. I'm really scared right now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why you have to have those superheroes to take on those super uh, right. villains and, 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 well, and bad, you know, real threats. Well, genuine terror to me comes from the thing you don't understand. Yes, absolutely. When there's the threat you don't understand, it's scary. That's why I never got that scared from, like, you know, obviously the idea of a serial killer is frightening. Oh, yeah. But, like, slasher movies don't scare me. Huh. You know, like, yeah. like unless there's a supernatural element. Right. I also, I don't like, like, you know, like, like Wolf Creek, which is a, a solid horror movie. I'm not a fan of it. No. Because it's just about a guy kidnapping people right and being horrible to and them being horrible and i'm like that doesn't scare me because i there's 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 there, there could conceivably be a strategic way out of this right there could be a way to get the upper hand it's just a guy yeah however you drop somebody into like texas chainsaw massacre again just normal people but now all of a sudden they're stumbling into a farmhouse that has bones hanging from the ceiling. Right, right. And there's a guy wearing skin of another person on his face. Yeah. Now you're in like, what the fuck is going on territory? Yeah. That's so scary. Oh my God. That's so, so scary. And it's based in, okay, if if someone, if a family of people already probably somewhat inbred worked at a slaughterhouse their whole lives, these would not be well-adjusted people. No. You and know? also what I love about the first Texas chain, the original one, uh, is they create the scenario. Uh, my other big thing with horror is like you have to create a no escape scenario. Yes, that's what's scary. If you can get away from it, it's not scary anymore. Right. Well, there's a demon in this town. Well, then leave the town. Right. You know, <laughs> my favorite horror movie of all time is The Exorcist. Why? Uh... Well, for many reasons, but one of the main reasons is because that woman is trapped. And why yeah. is she trapped? Because it's her daughter in her house she cannot abandon her daughter yeah and horrible things are coming out of her daughter and it's terrifying mm -hmm. you're trapped freddy krueger you go to sleep he attacks you yeah you can't escape you have to sleep yeah texas chainsaw massacre you when you when that twist happens where you realize holy shit they run this town yeah they're like they're tied in everywhere around this town because the guy that you think is the good guy turns out to be the dad uh-huh Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking scary. Mm -hmm. Star Wars. Darth Vader. Terrifying. Why? Because yeah. he's this fucking thing. They All those cryptic, weird things they say about Darth Vader, and they never explain it. Yeah. When Ben Kenobi would just be like, he's more machine now than man. What the fuck does huh? that mean? What? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and, and that dude, uh, you know, probably the stupidest guy in the Death Star is just like, eh, this mythology. Right. You know, he's like, that, believe that mythology. And, Darth just strangles him without touching him. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. That guy can do that? And that scary dude can just put his hand out? Yeah. And they never explain it. Nope. They never explain it. And what the <laughs> fuck does he look like when he takes that helmet off? In the in Empire, when they just show the back of his head. Yeah. It's all it's all like mottled and shitty looking. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the back of like a tumor or something. You're yeah. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. That's frightening. Mm -hmm. That's frightening. The Emperor cloak down over his face you can't really see his face yeah. the unknown is always scary yeah so you know the uh um uh, 
Ah, I lost my train of thought. But, uh, uh, well, no, actually, that's just all I had to say about that. Man. <laughs> uh, but that, I want to I, I keep going back to this mythology thing because I have many things that I'm interested in asking you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what is... What 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 is it from those stories though? We we've talked about already what what resonated with you or what you found interesting, right? But what is it from those stories that you take inspiration for life? Is it just relating to hey, they're flawed characters here, yeah. or is it you know I get swept away in the in the supernatural elements of it all? Sure, you know I watch Star Wars, I watch Superman, I watch. Uh, um, even with Batman, which isn't really supernatural, but I watched the Avengers, and I get chills. I get teary right. at the at the heroism and the and the super human right feats and all this stuff that sweeps me away, and it makes it does in its own way inspire yeah. me to want to go out and be the best person I can absolutely. Be, and that's you know? and that's what it's for. And I feel like you find that in Die Hard, you find that in To Kill a Mockingbird, right? Atticus Finch, one of the you know. They voted him the, the the greatest hero of all time in this right. big poll. Right over Superman, over you know you name it, uh, because he stands up right. for this guy uh, who who is who is who is an outcast and and um uh it, it it's yeah it's about it's really I, I, in a lot of ways just about I, idealism but it's idealism with a spectacle behind it you know it's like uh um yeah, Iron Man flying in the sky and and uh uh you know. The Hulk punching the ground and just causing a, uh, uh, you know, a, a, the ground to shudder for blocks, kind of thing. It's just right. like, whoa, you know. You know, and it's one of the things I didn't like about Iron Man three was mm-hmm. the end of the Avengers was the greatest uh, uh, feat slash, you know, uh, 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 development. It was the further. It was the furthest you could go with the development of iron man's character it was the greatest gesture you start iron man one with him being a an arms dealer yeah and a selfish piece of shit and a womanizer and a guy that jokes his way and slick talks his way out of everything right yeah and then jump cut to end of the avengers and you've got that same guy literally sacrificing his life to save everybody else does the most selfless thing you can possibly do yeah shuts this dimensional portal whatever it is falls to the ground almost dies manages to live and then you go into iron man 3 and it's just like yeah i'm kind of just like all fucked up again and whatever it's like no dude like you achieved the thing it's like you were saying about the matrix you defeated the thing. Yeah. Like, not only Tony Stark did you defeat the enemy. Right. You defeated your inner demons. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you did it. You, yeah. you got rid of that, like, shitty side of yourself. Right. A hundred percent. You've yeah. completed the journey. Well, that, that's the interesting thing, though, that, that it's funny that mythology doesn't deal with is PTSD. And, like, he, that's what he had after the whole New York insanity. And, you know, he thought he was going to die and stuff. And now he's having these panic attacks, which I've read a lot of things about people saying that's not what a panic attack is like. It's much worse, you know, like, uh, and, yeah, and stuff. I, but so I don't, I just don't, I, I, I don't want to be so flippant as to go like, oh, he's having panic attacks, whatever. Cause they're horrible. I know they're horrible. They're terrible. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're dying. Yes, exactly. You feel and, like you're dying. And, 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 uh, he, but, and I don't, so I, I don't think they did it well, no. but I think showing, a superhero showing uh, uh, a mythologically uh, amazing individual having stuff like that happen to them, you know, it is is kind of interesting because we always, you know, we talk about how, you know, uh, people coming back from wars, oh, these are our heroes and stuff, but they don't, you know, these guys have haunted looks because they've done awful things. They've seen awful things and they've, you know, they've had to live through these things. And, and I like when I talked about how, that guy in the book mentioned anytime you fight superheroes, like being in several car crashes, being in a war, got to be in a car crash times a billion, you know, like something we will never knock on wood, have to ever experience. But, uh, it's one of those real things. So not, not that I'm saying I want to see a movie where Wolverine has a a weeping breakdown or something like that. But when they show, when they show people and they're, and they're like, and they're like, Oh God! You know, like I'm going through something right right now. Right. At least a little bit. Well, I thought I I agree with what you're saying. I do think that is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think then maybe 
Maybe then my disappointment in it was just that... Um, and, and, and I'm saying they didn't do it well, too. So I agree with you. They didn't. It was also an Iron Man movie where Iron Man never became Iron Man. Right. Never. Once. It was like the biggest dick tease of yeah. a movie. Every time it would get going and you'd think, here we go, uh-huh. they'd stop it. Yeah. And he'd get knocked out of the suit or the suit would fail or something like and that. And the stuffed animal with the tits? What was that? The big... There was like a big teddy bear that had boobs that he gave her. It was like as big as a house. Yeah. It was like... Uh-huh. Yeah, it was... But he would never do that. Yeah, it no was... No one's that stupid. It, it's, it was <laughs> stupid. It sucked. Yeah. It sucked. And I also thought, too, that um, they kind of did the whole personal journey thing, hmm. introspective, I'm not handling this well, in Iron Man 2. Yes. It went to his head. Mm-hmm. He got out of control. He had, a, like, a, a bit of a breakdown. Yeah. movie Then he redeems himself. So I guess I'm probably more pissed, and this is off the mythological discussion track or whatever, uh-huh. but I think I'm more pissed that, like, how many times am I going to see this guy do something great, then brood, then have a breakdown about it, then act like an asshole, then redeem himself uh-huh. again? You know, it's it's yeah. it's kind of three movies in a row now. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know what I mean? Um, well, I mean, let's, talk, let's we should take some questions because, you know, I never like to... Beat a dead horse here, Matt. You know what I mean? I know. I hear you. Um, let's see what the folks on Twitter had to ask today. I like Brendan Walsh's question. I didn't even see it. Brendan Walsh wants to know what do dicks taste like? Um, I don't know. <laughs> but they're probably delicious. I swear to God. That's one of the only times we've ever actually answered a joke question. I'm, I don't want to get in the habit of answering joke questions. Well, it's Brendan. Because that, but it's Brendan. I yeah, know. He's a, it's he's our a, friend. He's a prick on wheels. Okay, here's a good one. Dave Carter. This comes from at Dave, or Cantor, excuse me. At Dave Cantor. What's up with Kronos cutting his dad's dick off with a sickle? Is that real? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kronos was, well, because Kronos ate his kids. He, was a, he, would, he would eat his kids and absorb their power. So this guy was like, not only am I going to, like, stop this shit, I'm going to make it so you can't make any more of us to eat. Really? Uh-huh. So if Kronos, I'm not mistaken. Kronos is a real god. I didn't know that. I thought he, he just was made he w- up for the game. No, he was a real. Oh, he might have been like a demigod. He wasn't like up in Olymp, up on Mount Olympus. Okay, he was like in a cave. But was he really the god of war? No, that's Mars. Okay, uh, Mars was up there. Okay, yeah, or or Ares. Okay, yeah, depending on because they but it's the same thing. But they have they have different names for Greek and Roman, but they're the same guys, right? You know, like Jesus, uh, Zeus man. is Jupiter. You really know this shit, man. Yeah. A little bit. How much did you read of it when you were little? I just had this book. It was called the the Big Book of Greek Myths, and it's still out there. It's still you can still see it. It's like a young adult thing uh-huh. that, that kids still read. Same cover. How big is it? It's oh, it's not that big. It's like a hundred pages, something like that. But it's or maybe I don't know. But it's but it, it's it's like it's a lot of pictures, a lot of you know drawings from that from that from the era. All right. Well, yeah. that makes me feel better that you learned a lot of this from pictures. Yeah, exactly. Like, kind of, no, no, I wasn't going through some textbook or something at that, <laughs> at that age. I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy's got a steel trap memory. Uh, <laughs> here, this is from That's So Raiden. That's underscore so underscore Raiden. What's the origin of the Richard Gere gerbil myth? <laughs> Fuck if I know. I don't know either. I didn't read that book as a kid. I don't know what happened there. Uh... At Leifer89 asks, what's the deal with Zeus fucking bitches? We already talked about that. Uh, but thank you for the mature question. Uh, this one's from at Nearly Napalm. I heard there's a fairy tale about rational women. Does that have any credibility? <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Somebody. That's mean. Uh, oh, for God's sakes, these are all just... Medusa, would you, uh, Melinda Cashner, Cash at, at Cash Nerd asked, Medusa, would you hit it in a blindfold? Yeah, I saw that. I skipped that one. <laughs> I, I got to answer no. She says she has snakes on her head. They'll bite the shit out of you. Do the snakes on her head bite, though? Yeah, they got, they got like, well, nobody ever gets you know, that they far. Didn't, they didn't say. They didn't say, but I always imagined, you know, she's a real evil woman. She's well, a, she's a gorgon. Again, though, scorn, though. That's why she's the snake woman. Hmm. Something happened. She scorned. It was a curse. Yeah, yeah. She was once beautiful. It's one of those jobbers. Right, right. Uh, yeah, this is actually a good question, and I'm going to throw it to you, Matt. Okay. Um, at Leifer89 asks the second question, but seriously, what is your favorite myth? 
Hmm. Um. Boy, that's tough. I guess. Um. When I was a kid, I always just liked the story of Hercules because he just he does all this all this crazy stuff, and you he, and you kind of meet all these people along the way. That's why, like you, like you see the that Hercules movie coming out just looks absolutely terrible. I thought it looked good, really, and I thought it was going to look terrible. Well, and all, then I saw the end. I was like, this looks pretty cool. It's all him fighting big CGI monsters. That anytime it's like a CGI thing, it's kind of like, well, does that not know? happen? Does he not fight big beasts? Oh yeah, he and fights stuff? a lot of monsters. But and I guess that's part of. It. I, I should withhold judgment, but. Well, yeah, it's, it's Brett Ratner. So I'm always like, you know, that the, guy. the one with the rock is Brett Ratner because another yes. one came out too recently. Oh, yeah. And no, I didn't see that one called like Legend yeah. of Hercules. You know, something. but it, I will say I like that a lot as a kid. But now my favorite myth. Whoa, it's so hard to pick. I don't even. I don't even know the myth of Jesus. Now I'm going to get you some <laughs> bunch of bunch of angry, angry letters. It's well, I mean, <laughs> look, that's my favorite mythology there is. Sure. And I only call it a mythology because there's no real proof to it. And right. it does speak to a lot of the points that, that the Joseph Campbell right. thing we read brought up. But, you know, when people go, you don't believe in God, you don't believe in the devil. You know, I go, I always you don't think I want to believe in that. I'm a guy that likes comic books yeah. and, and fantasy movies. Yeah. It's the coolest story of all time. Absolutely. There is a legion of good fighting for my soul yeah. against a legion of evil. Right. Amazing. And yeah, there's a reason why Christianity stuck around and, you know, we look at these Greek gods and Roman gods as myths now because Jesus was awesome. You know what I mean? Like his, his whole thing was about love each other and, you know, uh, uh, I, I'll die for you. And he had no, he's no selfish bone in his body, you know, with, even as a myth. Like, oh, that's an awesome guy. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's why they worship him still, yeah. you know. Hunter Thompson once said that if he's ever stuck in, if he was ever stuck in a hotel and he didn't have anything to read, he would read the book of Revelations. That he uh, found it. He said it was like some of the best reading you could ever find. It's crazy. It was riveting. Yeah. yeah. It's nuts. Mm -hmm. It's nuts. Yeah. Seas of blood, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, I, that might be my favorite. I don't know. Yeah. I'll take that as my fave. For All sure. right, let's agree that that's our faith. That's the best. And then we'll end on one last question. I'm going to assume this is set, uh, directed at me and not you, Matt. This is from at duh underscore V underscore neck underscore Jesus. Yeah. Why do you suck so badly? <laughs> let's just leave it hanging out there. I don't have an answer. We don't, you know. But maybe one day there will be a tall tale to, to explain why. <laughs> uh, Matt, thanks for being here, buddy. What do you want to plug? Oh, just, yeah, I got a, uh, my Bronger is coming tour. Uh, that's, that's the rest of the year. I just hung that shingle over all of it. But if you go to mattbronger.com, it has all the dates up there. Um, and, uh, keep an eye out for the, for the special. What's it called? Do you have a name yet? Uh, yes. You don't want to say? No. Okay, great. No, well, sorry. keep an eye out. <laughs> It'll be out there. Just in case, if I say what it is and I find out I can't get the rights, I'll be like, oh, darn. Okay. That's all. Well, it'll be out there somewhere, people. Check it out. If you haven't listened to Matt yet or heard him yet, uh, I assure you he's hilarious. And if you had heard him, then you know I'm not lying. Um, check out uh, any info you want about me at JoeDeRosaComedy.com. I will be coming to... Uh, Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis uh, in August, so that's right around the corner. And, I'll be there in uh, August too. You will? Uh huh. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know my dates, but find out. Know. But that is that is like the best club. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's awesome. All right, yeah. check out our websites. You'll see us both at Acme, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know you can have separate conversations with us about yes. all this stuff <laughs> if you like. Uh, Joe DeRosa Comedy uh, at Twitter and uh, or on Twitter and at Bronger on Twitter. Check that out. And uh, that's it. Take it easy. <laughs>